Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Alright, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. Uh, We've got Pat here today. Thanks so much for coming on, Pat. Really appreciate your time. Um, And we're going to be talking a little bit about insurance. So how are you today? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks very much for having me. No worries at all. Um, So we'll go into sort of, I guess, what section of insurance you um, deal with and how that looks for you. And you have a business called Life Insurance Plus. Do you want to tell us a bit about that and what you do day to day? Yep, sure. Um, So I'm a registered financial advisor. Um, So yep, like you said, I've got a company called Life Insurance Plus. And I am essentially an insurance broker, but I focus on the area of personal risk, which uh, a lot of people might not have heard that term, uh, but it's basically insurances that are out there to protect people's life, health and income. So uh, they've probably heard of life insurance and health insurance and income protection. Uh, That's sort of the area that I specialize in. With um, a lot of young people, and I don't know if maybe this goes through to adults too, but insurance isn't something we usually think about or that is much of a priority. Do you, What's like sort of the basic definition of insurance and how it works and why it's quite important? Right. So um, I guess insurance, if you peel it right back, is um, if you enjoy, join an insurance uh, scheme, you are basically one of a big group of people uh, paying into a big fund you normally pay in periodically maybe fortnightly or monthly and that's what you call your premiums Um, and you're doing that with a group to cover certain unlikely events so um, you know it might be 100 people paying in to cover an unlikely event like someone uh, passing away prematurely Uh, when that happens to that maybe two people in that 100 uh, there's enough funds there to help support that person's uh, family clear their debts and all that sort of thing so you're in personal risk and do you want to maybe clarify for us what exactly those types are and then what other types that you don't um uh, specialize in yep yep that's cool um so there's a wide range of products available and you know if you watch the tv and you see some of the advertisements you'll see that uh there's a range of different providers out there they all have different products but they more or less fit within five different product types. Um, first one being life insurance, which is really straightforward. Um, it's basically, it's there to pay a lump sum uh, if someone prematurely dies. Um, it can also pay out if you're terminally ill as well. Um, and the second most uh, popular thing people would have heard about is health insurance. Um, look, in New Zealand, we have a really great public health system. Um, but it does what it's what it needs to. It's uh, it's really good for um, emergency care and things like that. Um, but as you would have seen, a lot more um, around this COVID stuff with a lot of elective surgeries getting put off. Uh, a lot of those uh, people that are waiting for help have already been on waiting lists for quite a long period of time. Uh, mm. And all the evidence suggests that if you're stuck on a waiting list for a long period of time, your health outcome is going to be worse. So. Health insurance provides a way for people to be able to access the private medical services uh, where they're not going to be sitting on waiting lists and that sort of thing. Um, Income protection is probably another big one that people are really starting to look in at the moment, obviously with a lot of uncertainty in the 
uh, in the world at the moment. Um, this basically pays a percentage of your income uh, if you can't work uh, due to illness or injury. So people sort of understand what ACC does, but they don't understand its limitations. Basically, ACC is there for an accident and income protection is there for almost anything else uh, that can happen to you with uh, in terms of illness or injury. Uh, and then there's two sort of uh, not so well-known uh, products. One of them is called Critical Illness. Um, if you do know about it, you probably know, more know about it called Trauma. Um, so that's if you suffer a serious illness, um, you'll get paid a lump sum. Uh, and the final one is called TPD, which is Total and Permanent Disablement, which sort of says what it does on the tin. It's uh, if you are um, made totally and permanently disabled, then you get paid out a lump sum. So they generally fit within those five sort of product types. Okay, cool. And when when would you think that it would be appropriate to start thinking about getting insurance, or is that something that's quite relative to the individual person? It is quite individual. Um, there's, you know, you can always use broad frameworks, though. I s- suppose people mostly come into contact with personal works products if they were put onto the appearance uh, health insurance, for example. So they might have had that, you know, throughout their childhood and continued that on. Um, and that's that's probably the best way to get into health insurance. Um, a lot of these products involve quite long applications and stuff like that. So all of your uh, medical history has to be noted down and uh, company can put exclusions on any uh, any hiccups you've had along the way. So the earlier you get into that, um, the more benefits you're going to have going forward. Um, mm. And then it's then it's mostly uh, when people start uh, increasing their income, um, especially when you get into your 20s after you've either gone through your trade or university and you start increasing your income, that's going to become your biggest asset. Um, it's definitely going to be the most valuable. So people start looking at ways to protect that, I guess. And um, before you were saying that you're also a financial advisor, is that something that you have to do to be in insurance or is that what we should seek out when looking for someone to help us out with insurance? Uh, so basically you do now, yes. Uh, so okay. the insurance industry is going through a pretty comprehensive regime change at the moment. Um, it, you may have heard a little bit on, about on the news because they, uh, they've sort of extended this, what they're calling the transition period or the the period where you have to get your transitional license. Um, and uh, I'd say it was meant to be sort of June this year. We would know a lot more about what the regulations are going to look like, but that's all sort of getting pushed back. Um, but, yep, they should definitely be looking for a registered financial advisor that um, specialises in personal risk. Hmm. Okay, cool. And when we are, like, getting into um, wanting to purchase insurance, there are obviously big, well-known companies you can go to and maybe smaller ones. So what's sort of the difference there? And um, is there like pros and cons to either or is it just a different kind of experience? Uh, if you, well, if you go to an advisor, it's, it's going to come down to your personal circumstances. So, um, mm. so one of the biggest things we do is we take every client through a questionnaire and we figure out 
what their financial position is, their personal details, and their goals and concerns. And we need to match up the products um, to suit their basically and and the uh, and the levels um, of cover they need. Uh, so that could come from uh, any of the providers. Um, one of the biggest things you want to look at if you're going to go out alone, you you don't want to deal with a broker. Um, especially if you're looking at products like life insurance, you're going to have them for an extremely long period of time. You don't want to have to chop and change. Um, mm. So you want to have a good look at whatever insurers you're using. You want to have a look at their credit rating and you want to know that they're going to be around you know, in decades time when you might need to make that claim. Mm. Okay, cool. So it would be worth it to look at their credit rating. Would there be anything else you would look out for as well? Uh, yeah, so credit rating, you can probably go to the bottom of your website and there should be a link to tell you what the credit rating is. Um, and then it's going to be a matter of having a look at what benefits on each product you're looking at are. So um, they can vary a bit, especially on health insurance. Um, so some of the bigger providers, you know, they, they might offer something saying like $600,000 a year is available for cancer treatments. Um, we're one of the smaller providers, you know, they, or especially for coming from a group scheme, might only be $100,000, which uh, if you were unfortunate enough to get a rare type of uh, cancer, that might not be, um, might not have Pharmac funded uh, treatments, or it might involve overseas travel for, for that sort of uh, healthcare, then you might be pushing limits at that 100K per annum. Um, and so, yeah, you've got to look at just look at all the benefits available, and just compare a few and uh, and see what's mm. going to work for you. Mm. So it's kind of just a matter of going through and doing your own research in order to find what's going to work best for the individual. Uh, it, it, it it could be, and that's an extremely time consuming process, and it's going to require you to try and pick up a lot of the jargon. Uh, mm. which is what we're here for. You know, um, right. our, our services are free. Um, we're paid commissions by the providers. Uh, mm. You know, much like if you were going to go get a mortgage, uh, a lot more, a lot of people are a lot more open to going to a broker and, you know, uh, having them sort through what's available uh, and, uh, and, and taking a lot of that time and effort out of the equation. Uh, and that's what we're doing as well. And, I, th I think there's, there's just so much to these products and they're always evolving that mm. it's just almost impossible for someone to just go it alone. Uh, it's just going to yeah. take up way too much of your time and I, I'm not sure you're going to be able to work a full-time job if you're doing it properly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really good to clarify that it is a free service as well because I think a lot of people can get confused on that and they don't want to do the research into it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, you know, and uh, insurance providers and uh, and brokers all the same. There, there's always, um, and it's starting to come out the other end of it, there's always been a bit of an issue around trust um, mm. because, you know, uh, brokers and stuff, have, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a stigma there. Um, but people are starting to understand that there's a lot of value in that service uh, and and so that's that's a good thing. But, yeah. Um, uh, it's also highlighted why we're going through all these uh, massive regime changes to to protect consumers and uh, and make sure people are getting appropriate advice. What are some common reasons that a young person might 
want to get insurance and, and how would that benefit them? Right. So um, obviously, basically, you want to um, protect something. So when you've got something to protect is, is probably the biggest win. So um, mm. one of them's health. You know, you probably want to protect that from day one, really. So uh, as long as it's affordable to you, you should absolutely have health insurance. Um, most people sort of come to a broker like myself normally around the time when they are either looking into the housing market to make their first purchase um, or have already bought one or are looking at starting a family or have started one or they've had a significant increase in their income. That's generally the reasons people come. Whether that's early enough, mm. uh, it's, probably, it's probably not, but uh, <laughs> those are the reasons people come. Um, and I think uh, people just really need to have a think about what their backup plan is. Um, I think people need to probably have a look at what government support is available if you're unable to work or, um, you know, you suffer a serious uh, health condition um, because I think people are uh, covered uh, by, you know, I think they're going to be covered by ACC or something, not realising that that is only for accidents. Um, there is a massive hole left uh, for people um, and your income's just such a massive asset to you. Uh, mm. People are always going to, you know, if they're, especially if they're looking in the housing market, they wouldn't dream of not insuring their house if they bought the house. Um, but mm. what's the likelihood of that house burning to the ground? It's, it's pretty slim. Um, but people are willing to take that risk with their income and their income is probably going to be worth multiple times of whatever that house is worth. Uh, yeah. And look, the, the chances of losing it forever, this, you know, they're, low, um, they're not likely to happen but that doesn't mean they're low risk because the severity of that um, loss that you experience is huge. Uh, if you can't mm. work for decades, that is potentially millions of earnings that you're not going to be able to get. Hmm. Okay, cool. So I guess it comes down to that base rule that we're looking to protect something in our lives, whether it's income or house or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. When you, whenever you got something that you think's worth protecting, so could be, um, you know, you you might have uh, a lot of debt because you bought a house or whatever. You want to make sure that uh, your loved ones aren't burdened with that debt, um, or you know, when, once your income increases, you want to take care of that. Hmm. Okay, cool. And I know you sort of touched on it um, previously before, but maybe just to clarify for people, what what is the service that a broker offers and what do you guys do for the people who are looking um, into insurance? Okay, so um, probably the most important thing we do is we take them through that questionnaire and um, we establish um, their personal details, financial position. Um, a big part of it, um, which is really going to be coming through with this new uh, regime and a lot of the rules that are going to be placed on us, which is a really great thing uh, about having a look at people's goals, short, medium, long-term, and their concerns um, so that you can really tailor the package to them. Um, it's there's, there's no real one-size-fits-all. So we get them through that questionnaire um, and then we, we sit down and we look at their position. We give them recommendations and that recommendation is probably going to be what we would say is their uh, optimal cover so this is your optimal 
insurance portfolio. Uh, and we have a discussion with them because their optimal cover might not be affordable. So then that's where it really comes down to what are their goals and what are their concerns? What are they most worried about? Because we're going to have to take something out to get those costs down and make it affordable. Um, mm. And that's a really tough thing to do without an advisor. In terms of looking into it, are there any online or free like resources, um, maybe websites or something that a person could use to learn more about the different types of insurance and personal risk? Yeah, I saw that um, question on the, on the little brief you gave me. <laughs> I actually thought, there's not really a lot, um, unfortunately. Mm. Um, look, you can go to Sorted. Um, that has a little bit of advice, and I hadn't been on there in a, in a while until I saw that uh, question you just had on the little brief. The, the detail and the and the advice isn't great. Um, look, I, I, I write a blog, but it's it's more as a um, mentality tool, really. But I, I'm hoping to have enough on there that I can develop a little search engine to answer a lot mm, of questions. Okay. But that's going to take um, you know a couple more years of me writing yeah. a bunch more <laughs> articles. But um, but yeah, there's there's actually not a lot. But um, I'd say maybe looking at uh, some of the main providers. Um, uh, their their blogs or news pages. Um, so our biggest providers in New Zealand are AIA. Um, so they recently bought out Sovereign. Um, mm. So Sovereign's no more. Uh, and Partners Life is another massive insurance company. Um, Astron Life's probably another big one. You got Fidelity, who used to be Tower. Um, mm. But they they have a little bit of info on there. They're not too bad. Um, but yeah, people somewhat. Um, but sometimes they don't like going directly to the source. They they, they want to see something mm. that's a little bit more impartial. And honestly, there's just not that much out there, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, it's interesting because I was on the Sorted website just recently as well. And I did see a little bit about insurance on there. Um, but yeah, you're right. Aside from that, I haven't um, seen much. So it's good that you're going to be starting a blog that will eventually be a sort of source for people to use as well. Well, yeah, hopefully. But yeah, I think this, <laughs> I mean, Sorted, I think, was, yeah, there might have been maybe two three paragraphs on there if that was yeah <laughs> most of those were bullet points right? but, um, mm. but, and don't get me wrong sorted's great for um you know for a whole bunch of financial advice but um yeah in the insurance uh, side of things um yeah there's not, not so a much. lot mm. yeah well that that's um that is good to clarify that as well and i suppose you like you say, you can always seek out the help of a broker anyway if you were seriously looking into it as well. Yeah, yeah. And and you always remember that their services are free. Um, they'll have multiple providers that they'll be using so um, they can have a look at, you know, what those recommendations were and, and look at the cost between, you know, a range of different providers and, and make sure that you're getting uh, the best deal for you. Mm, cool. And um, coming to a close now, do you think that it's important for young people to begin considering insurance or we shouldn't really worry about it? Uh, well, like, like we covered is, you know, it's it's when you've got something to protect and I think everyone mm. has their health to protect. So that's the one they want to be looking at, uh, you know, from from a young age. And, and uh, on the other side of it is if there's any listeners out there with uh, children and you've got health insurance, make sure you add your kids to that as well. It's it's very cost effective and, and going to be a big benefit them, to them in the future. Um, but mm. they do really need to start thinking about uh, income protection once that starts to creep up on them. 
the other side of this is what we talked about a little bit with you know um, the application process and, and disclosing your health and stuff like that, that being quite a highly scrutinized part of the application. Uh, and you can end up with a number of exclusions. So, you know, if you had a, had a few rugby injuries from your school days, um, you know, you dislocated your shoulder a few times like I did, and then you get with, lumped with a, a exclusion for uh, health conditions to do with your shoulder. Uh, the mm. younger you get in, the less likely you, you are to have pre-existing conditions. Um, and there's also a couple of, you know, uh, cost benefits as well, especially around products like life cover because you can lock in um, level premiums so you can say I want to pay the same premium until I'm 80 is you know the map that's the max term for level life cover mm. the earlier you get that the cheaper it is it's it's more expensive for on the outset um, you norm depending on uh, things like you know you, your specific age and your gender uh, if you're gonna keep the cover for more than a decade I'd say you should definitely be looking at um, getting some level covers uh, you'll probably see a lot on uh, the radio and tv and what have you um different providers screaming from the hilltop you know if you don't want premiums that increase with age give, give us a call well um majority yeah. of providers actually offer that so <laughs> it's not actually a, a big gap yeah. um, they will do it um so yeah so there's definitely some advantages of uh of looking into it sooner rather than later Cool. Yeah, that's really good to know um, because I wasn't sure of a lot of that as well. And um, the sort of the main things I took from that there were that you want to look at what you have to protect and that brokers are free. And that is good to know as well because I always knew mortgage brokers were free, but yep. didn't actually know that about insurance brokers. So yep. there's no really fees or anything well. like that. So um, there's no reason to not seek out that advice. And, mm, um, yep. and yeah, it's just considering that, looking at your future goals and stuff like that. Um, That'll be uh, that'll be really handy. Like even if you before you go uh, see your advisor, if you're booked in that meeting, just have a think about um, well, what are my goals, uh, especially financially and personally, in the next ten years? You know, am I saving to buy a house? Uh, am I looking to start a family? Those sorts of things. Hmm. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Pat. Really appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Sarah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.